Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I feel like I should change up that uh, intro a little bit. I've said that for five years, so I think maybe it's time to change it up a little bit. Um, but today I'm joined with my friend Mackenzie Hill. Mackenzie is a little taller than me, but her husband's a lot taller than me. Freakishly He's tall, a giant actually. To everybody. <laughs> He is. He is a little, little tall. Lots taller than you as well. I don't know how tall you are. How tall are you? You probably didn't expect I'm, this question. No, I'm five seven, and he's six seven. I yeah. think so. He's like a foot taller than I am. <laughs> I feel six seven, but I'm five one. But to, we've never had anybody on the show that was a project manager, and so that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about having. Mackenzie on it. She's a project lead, but I didn't know if you guys knew what that meant. So I put project manager, but it's tips. So think about the things that maybe we're not as good at. If you look over here, there's a whole bunch of non-organization. If you looked at the rest, there's piles on the floor because I'm trying to clean up. And well, don't I, look over here either because <laughs> there's boxes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but that's Patrick's room, right? Yes, that's true. See, mine. we can blame him. This is all mine. So, but there's all kinds of things. Hey, Russ Pate's here. Um, he works with McKinsey. So he does. Anyway, I just kind of want to give an idea. It's not just about organization, but it's also about maybe your space, but also time. And sometimes we get overwhelmed. How do you remember everything? And that's one of the things that she does, but she also does client interactions she's going to tell us a little bit about. But Mackenzie, give us a little bit of your background and kind of where you got to this this place. Yeah, so I really don't have much of a educational background. I've gotten here by trial and error and the grace of God, I'm going to say. <laughs> um, so basically, I started, well, I guess where I started in creative venues or whatever would be an internship at the church that I went to in Ohio. Um, that's actually where I met my husband too. Um, so the tall giant, right? Yes. Creative. Um, I was a cre or communications uh, intern there. So social media stuff. Um, and I actually, well, before that, I went to school for two years for business um, marketing management kind of thing, because when you don't know what you want to do, that's what you go into business. Um, and I went for two years and realized that I didn't like it because it was a lot of accounting and microeconomics and all this stuff that numbers and math isn't my strong suit. Um, so I was decided to quit going to school. Um, and then got into, <laughs> yeah, putting it shortly. Um, so yeah, and then I got that internship at the church, um, learned a lot of stuff communication wise there. Um, then Patrick and I got married. We moved to Tennessee. Um, I worked at another church for a couple months um, and it was doing the same thing and realized that wasn't really my strong suits. Um, strong suits were interacting with people a lot. I'm a people person. Um, and strange enough, I like being organized and I like organizing people as well. Um, for a couple months, I was a substitute school secretary and I learned like <laughs> so random. Um, but I learned a lot of organizational things during that time. Um, well, and, and I was like, this is my jam. I love this. <laughs> you also had to deal with a lot of different people like parents yes. and teachers and t people at different levels. So I think that actually that might be like, I always feel like as a designer, it was a really good thing for me, especially as a freelancer entrepreneur that I was a waitress. Mm -hmm. I think that was like a big, uh, powerful thing for me to do. And I was good at being a waitress. So, I mean, I know some people aren't, they're like, Oh, this is terrible. Yeah. And, it could be good for just let me remind everybody the chat's open make sure you have two in the little blue thing i think yours is blue to all panelists and attendees if you want them to see what you're writing just say no and hey everybody tell us where you're from okay back to mckinsey's story perfect so yeah being a secretary uh i weird i loved it like just having a bunch of to-dos and like calling people and all this kinds of stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. It was exhausting, but it was, <laughs> it was fun. Um, and so fast forward to when we moved to Tennessee, I was a communications intern again for two months and decided that writing content and 
just pushing stuff on social media wasn't fulfilling me or giving mm. me fulfillment. Um, and so my husband was working, well, it's currently working at a company called Whiteboard. We both work there. Um, and it was one day after work, uh, the owner was basically talking about the next position that they wanted to hire which was a traffic manager who was basically helping the project leaders at the time um, manage the internal team, um, get them the tools or the um, credentials, assets, all that kind of stuff that they need in order to do their job well. And I was sitting there listening to him like explain that. And I was like, I want to do that. That sounds really fun. <laughs> um, and so I had a conversation with Taylor and said, hey, I want to do this. And he trusted me enough to do it um, with no real experience in that um, position. So that's how, well, and transitioned from traffic manager to now I'm a project um, manager at Whiteboard. So do they still have a traffic person? We don't. Um, it's the project leader or the project manager um, fulfilled, does the both traffic management, managing the internal team and also managing the um, external team as well. Gotcha. client relationships which you weren't necessarily doing before when you were just traffic yeah I didn't have I would sit in on meetings and take notes um, and make sure that we had clear next steps um, and the team knew what was going on but as far as leading a meeting or speaking up I did not do much of that at all but now you do yes sorry take a sip um, all right so people are is, um, I think Phil is saying, look at all those super cool posters and toys. So, Oh, that's my husband. <laughs> so, and those are all his posters. <laughs> so um, if you're coming in late, um, so yes, um, I can get that for you, Jason, in just a second. So please tell us where you're coming in from. That would be great. And if you have any questions, so again, we're talking to Mackenzie Hill. Um, if you can, you know, think of anything that you need or you want to know, stick it in the chat. And if you're new, just tell us where you're from so I can make sure I welcome you. And a lot of people came in, so welcome to everybody. And then make sure <laughs> Phil is saying spandex is his spirit animal, which I think is hilarious. So, well, um, did you see Lenny's comment above? He's no, responding I to Len Lenny. D um, I'm. I'm imagining Patrick off camera sitting there dressed up in a superhero. That's He's true. not even here. He's no, no distractions today. So I had a question about how big yes. Whiteboard, how big are the teams that you're leading? Yeah, so Whiteboard is made up of 20 people. Um, so that's including our owners and founders. Um, but we have three different teams at Whiteboard. Ooh, sorry, I hit the microphone. It's there okay. was a noise. <laughs> I talk with my hands. I'm, Emotive. Um, so we have three different teams within Whiteboard. So one team is the web application side um, or like mobile apps, whatever. And then we have another larger team that does marketing sites. So that's WordPress and marketing efforts and whatnot. And then there are two different teams within that larger marketing WordPress um, side of Whiteboard. And um, so on my team specifically, there's only th four people. So I lead three people pretty much. So, so it's not a huge, huge company, but it has different sectors, but teams are about three to four or five people. Mm -hmm. Yep. So pretty, pretty manageable, but if right. you're a new kind of entrepreneur. So what are some things that, um, uh, traffic is different and you kind of talked about this already. Traffic is different from like a lead in client interactions, how, how was it different and why did they decide they didn't need a traffic person anymore? They, was that something you brought to them or was that something they kind of came to you? Yeah. Um, so I think the whole reason of a traffic position, one was for me to get experience. Um, cause I didn't have any experience before. Sure. Um, but I think once I started getting into the role and learning more and starting to get more responsibility, it was a natural transition to give me more responsibility to be a project leader, mm -hmm. um, or a project manager, um, with assistance from like other project managers while I like learned how to do it on my own kind of thing. Um, but it was a pretty natural transition, like growth into the role that I'm currently in. 
And so how long have you been doing this role? About a year and a half. Okay. I think. Yeah. It's August. <laughs> you weren't great at math though, right? So we're not going to hold you to that. Time I'm not has either. just like come together <laughs> in this like weird ball and I don't know what I, year it is. <laughs> I'm with you on that. It's 2017 for a little bit longer. All right. So um, what are some of the day-to-day -day responsibilities of your job? Yeah. So day-to-day -day is client emails, um, communication, uh, staying on top of projects, making sure that our okay. team. I'm already have a question. Okay. Go so, ahead. so the, do your designers and developers, they never talk to the client? No, they do. So what, what kind of emails are you doing? Are we going to do lunch or what, what is it? Like yeah. So emails, up? there's a bunch of different emails that I can write. Um, Mostly, it, it honestly, like there's a million different types of emails that I get and that I'm writing out. <laughs> I just think that was so funny because <laughs> I do can write many different kinds of emails. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just playing. I just no, took a fine. sip. I took a sip of my Dr. Pepper when you said that. And it kind of went up my nose, so sorry about that. My no, face no, 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 it's fine. Okay. What I meant by that is it is not the same day-to-day, -day and it is not the same every week. It's different. It's random. Um, but mostly it is clients email me with if there's something wrong with their website or if they want something new on their website, um, they'll email me about that. Um, project status of, hey, this is where we are. This is what we need from you. Um, I'm trying to think of what else so that, setting that, up email or setting up meetings do that a lot I think that that makes sense but but so that was kind of general like it I was can, you know right or I do so it wasn't so they're coming to you with any problems or changes or something so that you can really lead the team and yeah. then you said what was the next thing you said was your responsibility um so making sure our team has clear direction for the day um that, oh, that yeah. they, it was staying on top of your team so how does because that is that's huge so for a mm. freelancer or somebody who doesn't how do you stay on top of task or how do you not overtask? you and i talked about this a little bit the other day it's something you've learned but i yeah. think that's a really important one i want you to go into a little bit more detail yeah, so it's taken a long time for me to learn this. Um, so I work in the digital space, um, meaning development and design uh, websites. Uh, so it's taken a long time to learn how much a task is going to, or how long a task is going to take a person. Um, so there's, a, I think there's like a lot of different ways that I do this, um, but it's knowing what each person on the team does, knowing what their strong suit is, um, no, knowing, Ooh, my voice cracked, <laughs> knowing, um, what the client is like, what the clear objective or outcome mm. is that the client is asking for. Um, so if they come to us and say, I want to change the color or I want to move this button to above basically asking, well, why do you want to do that? Is it because you want to increase donations? Then, okay, maybe we need to take a relook at the overall like problem that we're trying to solve. Um, that's, so it's, I'm kind of like rabbit trailing. It's down not this. so. It's not just managing a team. It's managing each client's overall goals and kind of keeping that. You're the the keeper of the purpose, sort of. Yeah, it's. I don't do all of it. That's for sure. I do. the The team does a good job sharing that role. Um, and so I don't want to. I'm not the only one who does it, and I don't want to take the right, whatever, for being the only person doing it. I think the team does a really good job of sharing that responsibility. Um, but yeah, before we do anything, mostly we just want to make sure that we're solving the problem for the client rather than just doing something willy nilly, that there's purpose behind it. Um, so it's kind of like for us, if we were w wanting to do something like this, it's like bringing back, asking those questions back to the client of why do you want this? Or uh, instead of just saying, okay, you know, and, and just changing it, really asking those questions. Um, and sometimes I'm sure you get some pushback from the client maybe, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that's just the client not understanding really because technology is a, a complicated 
realm to work in. Um, so I just think that's probably there, there might be other reasons too, but I think the, it might mostly boil down to just understanding what, um, but what that's they're asking an, for. That's another one of your strengths, right? Is the empathy. Cause that was something I asked. I was like, Oh, don't you get frustrated sometimes with the clients when they're not getting, but then you said something that was beautiful. Do you remember what you said? Can you rephrase? Do you need me to help you a little? Um, maybe. So you say a lot of things. <laughs> and you write a lot of different emails. We know yeah. who to go for. <laughs> go to. But um it, you know, I say in this in love, like I'm no, not no, no, like yeah. um giving you a heart. Like you guys I'm just are all glad like, you me. laughed that hard at it. <laughs> I think that made my day. <laughs> I mean, I got really red. Um, but uh so you had said something like, Well, it doesn't frustrate me because I just need to explain it. And I try to look at something with empathy. And so I try to see why they're, they're not understanding it. And mm. I try to see it from their perspective. And then you just still try to communicate. And I think that is really unique about you. But that's something that we tend to maybe, I think some of us maybe do that really well. And some of us do that well sometimes and not in others. And so I'd love for you yeah. to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, whenever... I find myself in a place of conflict or a place of miscommunication or clients frustrated or whatever. Um, basically, like you said, I try to understand the why first of, okay, why are they feeling this way? What is the underlying issue here? Can we, can I figure that out so I can come to result a resolve with them? Mm -hmm. Um, I think like, at the core of who I am, I'm not a confrontational person and I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm very flighty, I think. So trying to handle those situations with kindness and empathy and understanding first rather than be defensive. Um, I think that's, that's a gift that God has given me. And so I think that has honestly helped me in my role being a, a project manager. Which is usually, which I think is a kind of, neat way to look at it. And mm -hmm. so it's really a communication, communication. I can't even say words. Communicating. Just don't drink any Dr. Pepper. Okay. While you're laughing, um, communicating what you're trying to get across and then just not getting frustrated. So I would think it would be very similar to being at the, um, the secretary job at the elementary school, to be honest. Yeah. Right. And a lot of patience too. Lots of patience. Right. All right. So what is your role in a meeting? Cause you had said when you were traffic, you were taking notes mm -hmm. now. So, and I had also, I think it's down here. I don't, yeah, I think it's the next one. Um, but like, uh, what's your, so are you leading the meeting? How does it go? They come in, you greet them or they, you're already in the room and somebody else brings them to you. Yeah, so I am the facilitator slash hostess of all of our meetings. Um, there are some meetings that I lead, um, just depending on like if we're training a client in WordPress, I'll lead that. I'll help a client with that. Or if they have um, any questions that I can answer, I'll go ahead and lead that. But like strategy meetings or design meetings, I'll basically come in and set the meeting up with, hey, this is what we're going to do today. This is what we're looking for by the end of the meeting. Um, and then let the team kind of lead from there um, and then facilitate throughout the meeting on if we rabbit trail down something kind of like bring the team back around and say, Hey, we need to like, we only have 10 minutes left. We need to like keep on track and maybe let's set up a meeting after this meeting to talk about whatever we're rabbit trailing about at the time. Um, so yeah, it's facilitating and hosting really. So staying on top of, um, on topic and when it does go down, just saying, Hey, we only have this much time left. And so Phil, um, ask what time tracking tools do you use and why? Yeah. So whiteboard current, well, whiteboard, um, we use harvest. Um, so I think it's just called harvest. That's what mm -hmm. we call it. It's, we've only used it for about a month. Um, so harvest is super awesome. You can have multiple team members in harvest. You can set rates for each team member. You can set rates for each project. If they're different for each project, you can set a project budget. So you know where, like mm. where the, where you are in the budget while you're working. Um, so we bill hourly. That's how we estimate, um, 
and bill for our time. So with that, you need to keep track of where you are in the budget. Um, and then you can have multiple projects as well. Like if you have one client with three different projects, you can do that. Or if you have one client with one project, you can also do that. So Harvest is super awesome. It's really easy to use. Is um, it so connected to billing? You can invoice through Harvest and you can also connect it through, um, QuickBooks, I believe. If you see, like if you do all of your banking through QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. So is it still each designer developer's role to make sure they're turning it on for each project? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's our team's responsibility to make sure that their time has been tracked for the project that they're working on. Right. Lenny asked another question. I don't know what PM is. So Project manager? Oh, maybe. Uh, clearly, I'm not in the know. So Lenny asked a question. He said, I ask it when appropriate. But since I already mentioned it, I'm going to go ahead and ask it. Do it, do I'm it. A, I'm a one-man shop, and so may prod... And anyway, project man manager apps, um, et cetera, are for teams. Do you know, or anyone here in the chat maybe know, some suggestions for tools for project management for solo peeps. So how would Harvest maybe work for somebody who was a solo person? Because you said one of the things is that you can add, but you could, you could add multiple people, but um, you could still have multiple projects per client or multiple projects going on or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, He's having issues with scheduling, he says. Oh, I have another tool for you, Lenny. <laughs> so Harvest, really, we use for time tracking and billing. Um, Lenny, I would look into some kind of like project scheduling tool. Like, so we use Float. I know there's other things like Resource Guru or um, i trying to think there's another one that I've used. But basically what that is, is you can schedule your time um, for what project you're working on. So if you're doing a t-shirt for design recharge and that's going to take three days in the month of August, then you can schedule three days for mm. design recharge. And you can like, if you know her deadline that she needs it by, you can make sure it's done by then, um, and whatnot. So so I don't know if that um, makes sense. Krishna says that Harvest has a sister company for time planning. It's called Forecast. So that may be something um, that you want. But you've used Float, and that's float.com, F-L-O-A-T.com. Um, yeah, we so. tried Forecast, but it didn't fit all of the needs that Whiteboard needed. Um, but if you have... Honestly, Lenny, that might be good for you because I would imagine your projects are going to be set up in Harvest if you do use Harvest. So then you can connect the two and basically schedule plot out on um, a calendar when you're going to be working on those projects. That's a That's a really good, and I mean, I'm not using anything but a piece of paper. Yeah. So I think this might, it, does it give you, hey, you're done with your time? That's what I need. Like, you know, those annoying things that come up a pop up and it's like, it's time to do whatever. Like I need mm -hmm. somebody to be like, Hey, you've worked on this project for three hours. It's time to move on. Does um, anything do that? I don't know. Actually. Like, are you, are you asking if there's a tool to like keep you moving on different projects or is there a tool so, to like, so if I've scheduled out three hours or four hours, so say I schedule mm -hmm. out the morning for something, like I would love to be like, you have 30 minutes to finish the project or you have 30 minutes to finish the tasks that you wanted mm. to complete today. Really, I just use the Google Calendar to it to be, yeah. and I, that's the only messages, but I don't know if there's something else that would be better. Well, I was just going to say, you can utilize Google Calendar to just block off chunks in your schedule. Um for what project you're working on, and then you'll get notifications. I don't think any of the tools that we've used in the past um, give you notifications like you're thinking about. At least I haven't used those because um, I'm not really a producer. Um, maybe someone here has uh, used something like that. But <laughs> or maybe somebody <laughs> like me just needs some somebody like over your shoulder being like, it's time to move on. Yeah. I, I would think. So, okay, so... Um, 
have you finished what your role you did kind of you said you're a host and a facilitator so mm -hmm. then the next question was what are your superpowers that make you specially fitted for bringing for being a project lead yes and so whiteboard has this um this card game i guess you would call it i don't know maybe a self-awareness thing that you can do. <laughs> um, but it's called, what is your superpower? So it's a little card deck. Is that backwards in the camera? Nope. Okay, cool. It's find us. It's just backwards to you. And I put a link Perfect. over in the chat. So let me read awesome. it out. It's HTTPS. So it's a secure, so I believe you can buy stuff there. It's superpowers.sypartners with an S.com. Yeah. And so what it is, is a deck of cards you can see here. I don't think the colors mean anything, but each card is two-sided. So one side is um, like a descripting word, so energy. And then the other side basically lays out kind of what this means for you. So if you read that me, one I can out, just read the yeah, card. yeah. So this team lacks oomph. They're each a little drained. They need a little burst of force to get things humming again. They need injection of enthusiasm, vibrancy, playfulness, which is why they need you. So to when you're playing this game, um, you're basically, you have two cards in your hand and you don't look at the back of the card. You only look at the white or the like descriptive part first and you read both of the descriptions um, and then which is why they need you. And if you resonate with one more than the other, then you keep that in your hand and you keep drawing from the list and reading. And if it, if you read another card and it resonates with you more then you would put this one to the side, um, to like the different side rather than just, um, like the discard pile. And at the end, you're going to come out with one main card that you resonate with most or a trait your superpower. Um, and then like one to two supporting, um, superpowers that you have. So yours was what? So my main one is grit and let me actually read the card for you. That's one of my favorite words. It feels like really cool to have that as a it trait. Is. Like, okay. So this is the team is in the midst of a big push push and they're not, <laughs> and they're not done yet. The work is getting closer, but it requires more effort, more attention, more elbow grease. They need to keep pushing. They need perseverance, which is why they need you. So you would be that encourager, that pusher. Mm -hmm. So, so that, uh, Phil says shrimp grit is his favorite. I'm not sure if that's the same kind of grit we're talking about, but I'm glad to know that Phil. Um, what do you have? Uh, is that a natural thing for you to be encouraging or are you more like, Hey, get it done. Um, I think it's both. I think I am naturally, in, so taking personality tests, my uh, personality is naturally like an encourager or a helper. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I have the mind of you come to work to get work done. So you also need to get your work done. <laughs> so I think that's the grittiness of, um, of my personality. But I also have four supporting um superpowers. So great. So these were cards. One. These were cards that you put to the side. They were like, Ooh, I really resonated here, but yeah. not as much as I did with grit. So you have that right. main. And this is a question I asked her earlier. Cause we already talked about this. Cause I love the superpower thing. Um, I asked her, I was like, is this a game you play with other people? And she's like, no, you, you would do it alone. Mm -hmm. So, so go ahead. So, so my supporting ones are motivation, empathy, energy, and recalibration. Oh, those are cool. So, those are good ones. Yeah. Do you want me to read the cards or no? That might be okay. That, so think about people that you work with, either your boss or your team. Mm -hmm. Are were those things that they needed that they lacked, or were those things that were mimicked? Um, I think that's actually a really good question. I think some of them are, were needed, um, probably the grit more than motivation or, um, wow, I can't even remember my other ones at this moment. Recalculation or something. Recalibration, uh, motivation, energy. Um, and then the other one is empathy. Uh, empathy comes straight from our owners. Um, they are very. Uh, so that's the, mimicked. That's a, yeah, mimicked that's a mimicked trait. one. 
Um, and then I think motivation, energy, and recalibration. I think that is just something that I've always had, I guess. I don't know. So, I just think it's part of my personality, per- part of but it, who I am. It would be cool to know what the other people on your team strengths and see where they, you know, where you are mimicked mm-hmm. or where yeah. you are really the only, the lone wolf in your, in your yeah. thing. That's actually a really good idea. We're going to do that. Sweet. <laughs> who is on your team? Anybody I know is Patrick on your team? Patrick is not on my team. Um, Cody, do you know Cody Dahl? I don't think so. Mm. I, think but not Russ. I think Cody's here watching. I see him as oh, a Cody. Yeah, there he as is. As an attendee. He yep, me. I am. Um Cody is my team leader, actually. So So then but but the other people I know from Whiteboard are not on your team. Because no. I was gonna say, Cody, have you done this? Um We do we do work. It's like Certain kind of work together and yeah. then like, but there's teams. So I do work with Russ frequently, um, often, I guess. And then so, Patrick and I work. Right. So I wonder what Patrick's are if, cause that's a, you work together, but you also are in love with each other. So, you know, <laughs> it's your other half, but I would love to know what Cody's were or what his main one was. If you remember Cody. Cody, do, if you remember, you should totally drop it in here. Patrick, you too. I don't know if Patrick's sick. And Lenny these. says he's on your team in life, yeah. and he's a McKinsey super fan. All right, so uh, we had, a, thanks, other, had another couple of questions. So uh, Gabriel, yeah. which I always call you Gabe, so I hope that's not wrong. Um, any suggestions on automating forms for inquiries or inquiries to creating projects and tasks in something like Asana or whatever else you suggest? Yeah, so Asana is something that I'm not a real big fan of. Um, so what is Asana for those of us who have no idea what Asana is? And I haven't really dealt with Asana much, but it's uh, you can keep documents there. You can keep task of uh, projects, um, tasks within a project, um, things of that nature. Um, and what just was the any, original question again? Oh, that's okay. I'll get a read. Any, any yeah. suggestions for automating forms or inquiries like projects and tasks into something like Asana or whatever else you suggest? And just so you know, Mark, um, he says, Gabe, I can help you out with that. I think he, uh, we haven't got, yeah, this is Gabe's question. So anyway, yeah. back to you, Mackenzie. Yeah. Um, I, in short, don't have a good answer for that, honestly. Um, I don't deal with a lot of like new leads or new projects and ours tend to be on a larger scale mm-hmm. um, than maybe a freelance designer or something like that. Um, but I would suggest Trello is a great tool um, if you haven't used it at all or um, if you've never played with it. Uh, we use Trello a lot. Um, at what is Trello? Trello is a project management board. Um, so you can use Trello for specific projects you can use them for if you have five different projects but they're kind of like small tasks or small um projects that don't need like a a larger project board then you can keep track of those in um trello so can i share your screen yeah hit share screen and then choose the one you want and trello just so everybody knows is t-r-e-l-l-o.com if you're listening in on iTunes. So this is just to give you, I'm a visual person. So just to give you guys an idea of how I use Trello, um, this directly is translated to how the team uses Trello for projects as well. Um, So basically we take kind of like an agile methodology or like Kanban or Scrum or something like that, um, where you have a backlog of items which is just a bunch of things to do that haven't necessarily been planned for yet, but the planned are tasks or items that you are planning to complete in whatever time period you say that you're going to complete those. So it could be one day, it could be one week, it could be a month or whatever works best for you. Hmm. And then from planned, you pull each card into the corresponding column. Like it's basically a status update for, for you to keep track of and for clients to keep track of if you use this with clients. 
Um, so you move plan from plan to then in progress, meaning that you are currently working on this task. Um, and then once it's done, you pull it in to complete it. It's basically like a to-do list, but you kind of, you just drag it across this project board um, into the correct status that it is. So, you so can is, see is, is this how you keep up with the team? Is this how you see, you make them use Trello and Harvest at the same time? Yeah, so every project that we have has thousands, well, thousands is really dramatic, but a lot of different <laughs> tasks that need, or deliverables that need sure. um, to be delivered to a client. And a deliverable might even have five different, like, individual tasks that make up that deliverable. Um, so we do use this for all of our, um, for all of our projects just so that we don't miss anything and that we're clear on what we're actually working on and everybody has a clear idea of what they're working on. Um, so we are in Trello every day, every week, um, keeping track of what we're working on. So can a member of your team move it over to completed? Oh yeah, anyone can move it to completed. Um, but if I was sharing this board with someone, I would be able to add a member to a card um, or assign a member, which means that they are responsible for completing that card. You can also um, add labels. So like if it's urgent, you can add mm -hmm. a label. If it's design or if it's development, you can add that label. Um, basically, whatever you want to utilize these labels for, you can do so. So if I'm working on this email to Patrick, I will pull this in planned. I sent it and then I move it into completed. So, so I was trying to look through my email to find what my client or one of my clients uses and Lord knows I can't find it, of course, but it was called something else. And so, uh, but Gabe asked any particular reason you're using Trello over Asana. I only asked because Asana can do boards like Trello. He put troll. Though. I know, I know, <laughs> but I knew what he meant. I know, I know. I just wanted to point that out because I <laughs> laughed at that internally. Um, honestly, it's just what I've used and it's what our team has adopted. Um, I know we have a couple clients who use Asana and they've invited me to it. I have not taken the time personally to look mm. into Asana, um, but for what our team needs and for what I need like personally, I find Trello is just super simple to use. Right, right. Okay, so um, there was a, another couple questions. So, um, um, all right, so Zach had a question. I co-host a podcast. Now, you, this is sort of like time scheduling or scheduling things with clients maybe because um, he has a podcast and he was working on setting up systems that would help schedule guests. Is there a tool that would allow us to set up blocks of time that he and his uh, partner are available and that guests can pick which one for them. To be honest, I know I, for us with at the university, we use something free called um, doodle poll and you just put in a bunch of times and then you send them a link and then they, Oh, and, and uh, Phil said calend Calendly. Yep. C A L E N D L Y. Do you have to pay for that? I don't know. Patrick, do you pay for that? Yes, you do. Okay, so Doodle Free, D-O-O-D-L-E, and it's amazing. But it would be harder to schedule out um, the same time slots. You know, anyway, mm -hmm. but so it's really good for a larger group. So if you're trying to get 18 people together, you put a bunch of different days on and times, and then they just, the most often ones are, are done. So and it's free. I just like free a lot. So yeah. 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 Um, so Patrick also does a podcast and I know all of his guests, well, he does it with two of his friends and they use Calendly. Calendly. Jason Frostholm also does a podcast and he, it looks like he uses Calendly too. So if you want to pay, I would say that's a good option. If you don't want to pay, I would say doodle, but we, um, we just use Google calendar. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, so that's, those are, those are good. Hopefully that helps. Um, all right. So then Mark asked, um, and Mark, great, 
I'm excited to see you here. Um, sorry if I missed this. We were driving through the, oh, he's in an amazing place. If you're seeing any of Mark's posts. Yes. Uh, Mark, if you can put your um, Instagram handle because it was like these amazing scenic views and stuff. Um, he's the O's Azor. I don't know how to say that word. <laughs> he, he, he says, but I'm curious about McKinsey's workflow. Trello harvest and float. What's the flow? Do you know what he's asking? I think so. So how do we get a project and then how do we know when to put it into float, when to put it into harvest, when to right. put it into Trello? So basically our flow is we schedule the time out first. So, um, and it's, it'll flex depending on, you know, what the, what the project is, what the task is or whatnot for, but for larger projects, um, we will schedule, um, we'll schedule the project out first. And basically how we do that is, um, we take a look at their budget and then calculate how many days or how many hours that's going to be, um, in correlation to what their rate is. And that's some math that you have to do. Um, but then you, then you know how many days you can schedule for a given project. So if your rate is $50 an hour or a hundred dollars an hour and there's, um, you work six hour days and it's a $600, um, project, then you only schedule one day or you only schedule six hours. So time. is that you're scheduling that for each person? Mm -hmm. So you project. say if just let's, so Cody, Cody's working for you and you say, Cody, you're all, you are whatever budget and, or you're, you're a thousand dollars an hour cause Cody's good. Right? So he's a thousand dollars an hour and you say, Hey, we only have six hours for you to focus on this. Um, and is that how you I mean, he's, maybe he doesn't know what his rate is, but you know, each mm -hmm. person's rate, or is mm -hmm. that just in general, you know, what the development team is, or, you know, what the design team is. Um, it's both. And okay. If that makes sense. Um, right. so yeah, it's a little bit of both. Okay. All right. But, but okay. yeah, so we schedule the time first, um, just to get it on our calendar. So we don't overbook or so we don't, miss book or whatever. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll set up a, a project in harvest with the budget and who's going to be working on the project and their rates and all of that information. And then from there, what we'll do is we'll likely have some kind of kickoff meeting with the client to basically understand what they're coming to us for. If it's a website, what are the objectives of the website? What does it need to include things of that nature? Um, and then, so we'll have all that information. And then as a team, we meet together and say, okay, these are the, the things, or these are the objectives of the site. How are we going to do that? Um, so if they are a content heavy website and they're going to be doing a lot of blog posts, we obviously, they know they need some kind of blog. So that is going to be something like one of the objectives. So how do we do that? Well, we need to design it. What do we need to design? Um, and then we obviously need to develop it. So how are we going to develop it or what all of the nuances, um, to develop that? So do normally your designers finish and then it goes to the developers or is it a constant flow back and forth? Um, again, it depends. We're trying to move to a system where our designers and developers are working closely together on a like specific feature. Um, or a specific task or what have you. Um, just so that there's, there's context that everybody has that needs to share in order to do a task. Um, and so doing the waterfall method of doing content or doing design all the way and seeing it through to the end and then passing it to development, there's a lot of content context that happens in content and um, design like client relationships or why did you make the decision that you did? Why did you add that button here? Things of that nature. Um, what does this interaction do? All of those like small things that are in a designer's head sometimes just stay in the designer's head um, instead of being then translated or described to a developer. So doing the waterfall, there's just a lot of things that get missed in that. Mm -hmm. So having the team work together on a feature or on a task 
um, so that there's shared context and so that everybody's working on the same thing. And it like, it helps our team. So we know if Cody and Patrick are working together, then Patrick can like message Cody or Patrick can bother Cody for a minute because he knows he's already working on the project rather than breaking Cody's focus on another project to then have him answer questions on the current project. So, so I have a question about that kind of breaking focus. Mm -hmm. So how do you schedule? Um, so, so say Russ, cause these are the <laughs> only people I know here at, uh, so say Russ really likes to break up his day. He really likes two hours of working on one project and then he wants to go to something else. And then, and you guys have enough work that that's fine. And mm -hmm. then Cody really likes, no, no, let's do six hours of work for just that one client. How do you, do you do that? Or are you like, ah, it's free for all. Just get this done today. You have so many hours. Yeah. Um, I think, think how we do that is we come into the week and we set priorities for the team. Um, and our weeks are so different week to week on what we're working on. So a full week might be one project that we're working on, or one week might be 10 different projects that we're working on kind of thing. Um, so it's situational based on the week, but basically it's just setting priorities for our team of, Hey, first we need to work on X project, then X, Y, and Z. We need to work on those following in order. What if somebody's taking too long on a project? Are you able to see their times in harvest that you're like, Hey buddy, what are you doing? Did you forget to change over? Yeah. There's been, uh, there's been a lot of times where people leave their time tracking overnight and I'm like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> um, but if we, <laughs> if we estimate one thing, before we quote anything, we kind of, we try to get an idea from our team members of how long something's going to take, especially for the smaller projects or like the, the emails that I get day to day from a client of, Hey, can you do this for me? Hey, can you do this for me? We, we try to take that back to the team and say, how long is this going to take? to complete this so we know how much time to schedule for them. Oh, and Phil says Harvest will alert you to idle time so you can remove it accidentally, it, remove it if you accidentally leave, on, leave it on. I have another nice. question that kind of, yeah. it kind of goes with that. So um, say you're taking longer than you thought only because the client keeps telling you, hey, can you do this too? Can you do this mm. too? At mm. when, because this happens all the time. It's called yeah. uh, creep. You know, scope creep. Yep. Scope sort of like client creep too, though, a little bit. Yeah. Um, it could be called either. Let's call it scope creep. It's a little bit nicer. Yeah. So this happens all the time. When do you go back at what email do you say this wasn't in the original? We'll have to give you an additional price for this. Yeah. Um, it, de again, it depends on what you originally agreed to. So, and yeah, let me think about this. Say, say you're built this. This is something that's happened to me. So, say you're building a website and you've agreed to make some things, some templates, and populate mm -hmm. ten pages. Say, yeah, and then they're going to do the rest because you're you're doing training with them and they're going to build out the rest. And then they decide that they need more different templates, but they're not really wanting to pay anything else so mm -hmm. or or they don't when you come back I mean at what stage or or do you just say hey you know that's not in really in part of the contract yeah so you have to be aware of what the overall budget is and you have to be aware of what you're providing them in that budget and there has to be clear expectations on both ends that this is what we're delivering at the end. And then this is what you're paying for it. Um, and so I think there's always one point or one like meeting or whatever, where all these things come about where it's like, actually I want this and I want this and I want this. Um, so I think in that meeting, it's, you have to be aware of where you are in the budget and what you've already completed. And then the courage to say like, I don't know if I'm actually answering, answering your question, but the courage to say, hey, I've already spent all this time doing this extra stuff is more work for me, more hours for me. And it wasn't what was already agreed upon. So that's going to be more 
budget that is needed from you. So it's easy for development of, hey, can we add this flex section or can we add this button here? Or, can we add this new template to the page? It's easy to say, well, it's easy to say. I don't know if it's easy to understand, but that takes new code. That takes new whatever to make this happen. New code that is not already in place. So by that, it's more time and we need to spend more time on it. We need, we need more right. budget. Right. All Does right. That answer so your question. Does that help? I think so. Mackenzie, but we are not getting through all these questions and we had a lot of more questions. To oh get my through. gosh. It's I, we're on your question three. <laughs> We just sort of finished. So give me, we'll just have to have you back on if you're willing. Cause I think we yes, had I would a love ton, to. ton of great questions and yeah. hopefully provided a lot of really good content for everybody. That's mm -hmm. hopefully helping everybody. And again, that's what I like about design recharge being live is because we get to help each other right then. Okay. So biggest pet peeves that deal with designers. Um, and then how, well, then I'll ask you the others. Um, I thought long and hard about this one. Um, so I think I'm not going to drink the, anything. So no, nothing's no, no, going to go up my I don't want to be offensive at all to designers because designers I, do great work. But I think we can take it. Do. Yeah. So I think this is where we're able to learn about where we can be less defensive yeah. or how we can be more open if that's something that you've seen over and over. And I know she's yeah, yeah. not to. <laughs> I've been talking about Cody. Russ is all Russ. My team is already offended and I haven't even said anything. Um, no, I think I know enough designers working with them and being a part of a couple different communities of designers are visionaries and they, they can see like something mm. out of nothing, I guess. And they, um, yeah. So I guess what I'm getting at is I, not a lot of designers follow through or not a lot of designers they can talk a lot about something or they can talk around something for hours and hours and hours but at the end of the day not and this isn't everyone either it's just, just a, cody and russ right <laughs> i'm just kidding no but they they have this they love what they do and they love problem solving and then so they can talk about 10 million different ways that they can solve this problem in design. Mm. And then at the end of a meeting or at the end of the time, there's no decision made. Um, mm. And so my grit in me is like, okay, we've spent all this time, but we don't have a decision at the end of the day. Right. Um, you know, and sometimes it's about the decision. You just have to make, you have to make the decision. It can't always be these lofty answers, right? You have to actually just make a decision because this is so we're, we only have $5. Where are we going to mm -hmm. eat? What are you going to eat? What can you, know, well, I could eat this or I could, you know, it's just make yeah. a decision and eat something. Cause you can choose again. Like yeah. you can choose another meal, right? Yeah. And I think designers take a lot of pride in what they do, which is incredible. I mean, it's, you should take pride in what you do because it looks beautiful, whatever you're working on. Um, and I think with that is, um, like a perfection, like a mm. sense of getting something to perfection instead of getting something to it solves a problem and it's great, not perfect. So I was listening to another podcast. It was a podcast I love called uh, Story Brand Podcast with Don yeah, Miller. And yeah. he had, he, he's in Tennessee. He had Seth Godin on this week and he said, so you have this thing, Seth, you call it just ship. And he's like, no, it's not called just ship. It's called ship. And what, it, so if you don't guys don't know, basketball was invented because these kids were bad and it was raining or too cold or whatever. So this high school coach puts these peach baskets up. Clearly I didn't ever play, but I listened, learned this on another podcast. So, but they have, so, but the first basketball came out and they shipped it, right? It wasn't mm -hmm. perfect, but other people have continued. Had they not put it out there, we would not have, maybe even have the sport. It definitely wouldn't be where it is today. Yeah. So sometimes it's, hey, let's just make a decision. Let's do this. If it doesn't work, we can come back to it. And I, yeah, maybe it was 99% invisible. But it, I think that that's a really important thing because I do think a lot of us are perfectionists. I think Laura said we're non-committal because we could do this or we could do this. And right. sometimes we want, it, we want direction from the client, but the client is so... They're, you're talking about chocolate and it's all these fancy chocolates and all they know is Hershey's. You know, they're right. like, I didn't even know there were these other kinds of chocolates. Right. So it, I really feel like we are the experts and we just have to make a decision. Let's see if it's, but 
but a lot of time does go into that. And it mm-hmm. sometimes is a, a, I was talking to TJ Harley, who's going to be on the podcast next week. Sometimes we have to make that decision and we just don't put it up on our website because that or like as a portfolio piece, because mm-hmm. we make a decision that it's going to solve the client's needs. Mm-hmm. It may not be what we would have chosen or what we would have done. We yeah. would have spent a ton of t- more time, but we don't have the time and I'm not giving this client time to do this, right? Yeah. I'm not going to do it for free. Yeah. I think understanding what the client wants or what, the, what kind of maybe personality a client has. So if they're super like laser focused on design and they want it like perfect or they care deeply about it looking good, then obviously you want to put time into um, making it look good. But sometimes a client just wants an ugly whatever (laughs) because it's what they want or... Right. You just don't have to put that on your resume that you did it. Exactly. And I I really, I have a, a graduate who... I think has too lofty of or too visionary of, and he's doesn't even work in the industry because he won't do. And I don't know, I'm totally making assumptions, but cause I haven't talked to him in a while, but I think maybe he's just, I'm not going to do that level of design. I'm like, buddy, we all on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. we're designing business cards, you know, yeah. like it's, it's, we don't all just work for Coca-Cola, you know, Monday through Friday. We're, we're, doing tiny little companies and business cards and little right. things that everybody does, I guess. Yeah. It's the grunt work of it. <laughs> right. I'm just reading. So a couple of people, Joe gave a great um, article from 99u.com. Um, Why can't I finish? And then um, Zach said, um, y'all are tapping into the zeitgeist. Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist. Um, it's amazon.com finish. Stop making perfect enemy. Finish stop me. Maybe it has some more other words in there. I'm not sure. But to to boil it all down is just my personality is to see the need and just get it done. However you get it done, you need to get it done and not talk about it or not just storyboard 5,000 different ways. Um, Just decide and do it. Right. And I think my team knows I'm that way too. But that's probably a good thing because if uh, you have a lot of visionaries, you do need a a decision maker, right? My dad's real big on decision making. So uh, I think this is something we got to cover before we finish. Yeah. Organization. Because we talked about in the very Mm -hmm. beginning, we're not supposed to look at Patrick's boxes back behind there. But how important is being organized? And do you see that as a problem for many designers? Or just Russ and Cody. I'm just kidding. Well, I think it's a problem with creatives in general, right? Creatives are the free spirited or the like. They're, yeah, I just don't think they go to the process. They just go to, I'm going to get this done and I'm going to think about a bunch of different ways or I'm going to, however, um, free spirited is the best word that I can come up with at the moment. Um, but I think it's important to at least have someone who is organized that you can refer to or get tips or tricks from someone who is organized. Um, Because if you don't have things written down, if you don't have um, clear direction for something, you there's potential to like miss the mark or to not get something done in time or to not even do something because you forgot about it. Right. um, What have you. So I think, organization is a big part of any, any, um, job, I guess, especially for creatives. Do you think you have a good memory? Uh, depends. Like at work, (laughs) like, do you think that you keep up with a lot of it just in your head? I do. You you have these other tools that help you that these are constant reminders, which I think, but I do think having, um, a good memory is, has been a benefit to me. Mm Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, no, I think I remember a lot of a lot of small details, paying attention to the small details of um 
just day in and day out. Well, you and I had talked about, and we'll have to cover this in the next one, client interaction, a little bit more about Mm -hmm. client interaction, because you said, I read people. And I said, well, do you do certain things that are everybody? And you're like, no, it's really, I read what's going on and I kind of see what's happening with each client. And those are things I think are really interesting. Mm -hmm. And that may not be a, that may be a a natural God-given talent for you but it may not be a natural God-given talent for everybody. But I do think um, it's something that you can can learn. So yeah. I sent one of my friends who said he didn't have a good memory, the memory game. Like I remember that as a kid, it was like 60 tiles. Yes. And, and that was my jam. I love yeah, that. Me too. We'll have to play that next Creative South. You're on. I, I, yeah, we'll be on the floor. We'll, I'll make sure I bring mine because mine's like the original with the great images. Now they kind of oh, have sucky images fancy. to be honest. Fancy. It's old. It's like, what, 40 years old? 45, maybe? Anyway, uh, maybe my sister has it. I'm clearly not 45 yet. But but I love that. And I do think that that helped me with memory. And so, mm-hmm. and it's visual. And so I think, I, you know, if you have kids or you don't have kids, pull out the memory thing and just start playing it so that you're, um, I think word finds have helped me. I don't really like crossword puzzles. That takes a little bit a different kind of effort, but mm-hmm. word finds are, so I'm really good at finding double space, double spaces after a period or, or words that are misspelled in something. And I think yeah. it's because I spent a good bit of time playing word finds. So there are, th- there are things I think you can uh, exercise, right. To make um, that better. Anyway, thank you, Gabe, for coming. And thanks, everybody. Yes. And thank you, Mackenzie. So I want to make sure you guys know how to connect with Mackenzie. And yes. it's on Twitter or Instagram. Which one are you most on? Uh, Instagram. All definitely. right. Definitely. Um, so, and I can put my personal email in here, too, if anybody wants to email me any questions. That would be great. Can I read it out loud or no? Yeah, it's long, but so it's totally. McKenzie, M A C K E N Z I E, right? Are you doing your other, your whiteboard one? Oh, you just muted yourself. Did you mute yourself? Oh, I boogers. Did. Oh, I, okay. I don't know how I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was those hand motions. So let me just read out t- Instagram. So, um, <laughs> oh, it's, the at symbol and then O H M A C K E N Z I E E. And then Twitter is the same thing except O H underscore McKenzie. And so she's a M A C K E N Z I E E. Bye Mark and Gabe. Yep. Um, yeah, you can throw my email in there as well. If you guys have any questions, the one um, at whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And that was McKenzie at whiteboard.is, right? Yep. I did that from memory. Because I played that game a lot Good as job. a kid. Um, all right. And you're also on Slack at, with Master One Podcast. We didn't even get to working with your significant other. We really will just have to reschedule <laughs> you on. Um, that was, went so fast. It, it's, you did great. <laughs> So and oh, we're thanks. still re- we're still recording. So I just want to make sure that every we have everything. So I want to share one thing with you guys. So um, I have a friend at Design Cuts who sent this, and I shared it on a good many um, places this morning. So if you follow me on Facebook or uh, Slack or something, because you guys use Slack, them um, I always call it Makers, but it's really Masters. Masters of one podcast. I don't know why I want to call it Makers, but whatever. That's funny. So it's $29 for over 450. It's actually 470 fonts and Futura and the full family is in that. And it's um, designcuts.com slash product slash the hyphen influential hyphen font hyphen lovers hyphen library. And then there's a reference number which of course I didn't get. Oh, boogers. I think it's like eight, three something. Anyway, so that way he knows it came from somewhere uh, like me. Anyway, if you want to, you can, it'll be in the show notes for sure. Cause I definitely can't find it right now, but it's in the show notes underneath. Um, it, just Futura for $29. It's all oh, reference 388. Fabio, you are the best. So um, sugar boogers. I should use that one. That one is good, Russ. Um, so 388. So REF3 equals 388. I think is what the end of it is. Click on that. For me, $29 for Futura and the whole family is pretty amazing. And you get 
469 other fonts. So, um, dang that I know that's really that's good, really but good it, here's the catch. Somebody was like, well, what's up? Like yeah. to these delete as soon as you use them or something. And what's up is that this deal is only good for about 12 and a half more days. That's the mm. deal that there's some, um, they only have, they can only offer this thing for that amount of time. So use that link and nice. hopefully we'll get you a cheap pair of bunch of thoughts. A lot of them are really good, actually. All right, Mackenzie, thank you. Oh, so next week, everybody, we have TJ Harley. He does a lot of sports stuff, but he also does some entertainment stuff. He's done some restaurant stuff. He doesn't put everything he does on his website. He is the in-house designer for a lot of um, a lot of companies. And so we're going to talk about uh, retainers, not things that you wear in your mouth at night, but things that you get clients to sign because you're doing more and more and more work. Do you guys work on retainer for anybody, McKenzie? We do. Okay. So I don't know if you guys do this or uh, maybe you want to do this because this would be guaranteed money more regularly, right? So if you're interested in that, we're going to talk about that next week. So That sounds awesome. Yeah. So it should be good. And we'll get McKenzie on hopefully before the end of the year, if we can get it scheduled with her. So thank you guys. And thanks for having me, Diane. It was so fun. It was really fun. All right. We'll see you next week, guys.